Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. Oh, my goodness! Morrison. Six. It's time for Zag's Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know what things to use to wipe? Believe in the Zags. I'm Jack Ferris. Sands. Rob Sacre, it's uh, Friday morning, and uh, Rob had some excuse. I don't know if it was parenting or tending to one of his seven businesses, but it was a solid excuse. He couldn't come on uh, this morning, Friday morning. The reason we're recording Friday morning is because, well, A, I don't have anything to do ever, so there's that. B, St. Mary's week, y'all. St. Mary's tomorrow night in Moraga, and we booked the voice of the Gales himself, Alex Jensen, super interesting dude. I know what you're thinking. You're upset that I'm making friends with the enemy, that it's going to be kumbaya, and we're both going to say how much respect we have for each other's programs. That's not the case, folks. Alex Jensen gets it. He understands that uh, there's a healthy dislike between the Zags and the Gills, and he's not here to disrupt that. He, uh, he did go to St. Mary's. He doesn't like Gonzaga. We're good. We're good. That doesn't mean we can't have a civil conversation. See, folks? See what I did there? See what I did? Huh? You can learn something on Zach and Jack. What else can you learn? Well, gee whiz. Zags uh, against the spread this year. Not great. Right around 500. BetOnline.ag is where you go to win all your Zag money. Now, generally, what I've been doing on BetOnline.ag is uh, leaning into the first half. Especially in the WCC, we seem to come out and we smack people around. And then the second half is when we get uh, lackadaisical and they come back into the game. They being the nameless, faceless WCC opponents. Last night against Pepperdine was not the case. 
Uh, Romar's squad came and punched us in the face a little bit. We were only up four after one. The uh, halftime score was 43-39. Second half, we blew them out of the water. Final score, 95-70. Outscored them by 21 in the second half. So if you had the second half last night on betonline.ag, congratulations. You are richer today. Go to betonline.ag, cash in on all this free Zag money. Manscaped, good Lord. Everyone who is uh, reaching out with proof of purchase when it comes to their Manscaped items, can't thank you enough. We absolutely are going to make good on that promise. We will get you on the show. It was just a busy week. Uh, We're looking into sometime next week or the week after. A lot of moving parts. You don't want to just talk to me. I get that. So we want to make sure Rob's on the show as well when we record with you. Speaking of recording, big one tomorrow night. Uh, We are watching the Gonzaga game with Matt Bolden. And yes, we're making good on our Snoop Dogg wine bet. We're each going to have a bottle of Snoop Dogg wine, watch the Zags, dominate the Gales, and, you know, hijinks will ensue. So that'll be recorded, and then we'll put it out either Sunday morning, if I'm not feeling too banged up, or uh, Monday morning at the latest. But again, manscaped.com. Head there if you haven't purchased your Zag Manscaped gear. You still have time. Promo code ZAGS. 20% off everything. If you already have the Lawnmower 3.0 from when we were doing the promos last year, that's fine. They've got all kinds of goodies. My favorite is the Weed Whacker. It takes care of your nose hair, folks. Got to get that Weed Whacker. Got to whack those weeds. Uh, All kinds of deodorant for your man parts, sprays, oils, ointments. And again, I've said this before, my buddy got a mat that he stands on, a manscaped mat. And when he's done doing his grooming, when he's done doing his landscaping, all he does is grab the mat, shake it out, good to go. The missus will never know. Well, I mean, she'll know, but she'll know in the right, you know what I mean? Like she, there won't be evidence. You'll be able to spread. Anyway, you guys get it. You guys get it. Manscaped.com, promo code Zags. More Zag basketball uh, on the other side of this when we record on Saturday. For now, We're getting to know our enemies. It's 2021. There are self-driving cars, plant burgers, and tourists in space. The least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should get AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See AT&T.com slash 5G for you for details. Voice of the Gales, Alex Jensen. Now, Alex, uh, I was months and months ago, a couple of our mutual friends told me we should get you on the show. And I thought, yeah, yeah, okay, great. But I was skeptical because everyone who listens to this absolutely, for the most part, despises the St. Mary's program, Moraga in general. And so I'm worried if we bring on someone close to the program and that person's actually likable, what what that mean like we can the gales are no longer the big bad guys in the east <laughs> and we need our villains alex the villains are important so i'm hoping i'm hoping you're i'm i know that you're a good guy we've talked a little bit i'm hoping you're not too charming so we could keep up the the charade i'll do my best to turn turn the uh, charm down if it if it is like if it if it counts for anybody i have spent some time at jack and dan's i mean i, I know the spokane area well and i like you mentioned i mean i'm good friends with a lot of people at gonzaga um, 
I have a general dislike for the Gonzaga program. So if that's what you need, folks, uh, bring on the hate, man. Great, great. So now, when you now, I, I do have a great, obviously, a great respect uh, for the Gonzaga program. I'm just sick of seeing them win everything. That's all. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I would hate us. I would hate us too. I would despise us. <laughs> when you go to Jack and Dan's, are you rocking anything St. Mary's on you? Um, let's see. Have I, I've been there twice. Once there was nobody there. I was with Tom Hudson, uh, mm-hmm. my guy, mm-hmm. who's uh, I mean, everyone knows who Huddy is, right? And he's a legend. Um, I don't think did I? I may have had some St. Mary's gear on. The other time I was with our buddy Josh Cox, and uh, I've I've a bone to pick with Josh over this this uh, trip to Jack and Dan's because he invited me out. It's snowing outside, dude. It's like you know, 28 degrees, and he leaves like five minutes later. So I'm left to fend for myself. What Jack, year is this? Jack is this? and Dan's. This may have been 2019. Okay. 2019 or 2020. It was recently. So Josh, if you listen to this, thanks for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> We're going to get back to Jack and Dan's and your, uh, your contempt for the Gonzaga program. But first and foremost, uh, you're a young guy, relatively speaking, when it comes to, you know, being the voice of a D1 program. Walk us through. You're probably thinking like, yeah, if you only knew. Walk us through uh, the journey of Alex Jensen from from high school into St. Mary's and and yeah, where you are now in the belly of the beast. Yeah, so um, well, I, I born and raised in, in the East Bay here in Oakland, um, a lot like you, Jack, uh, in in the Bay Area. And I grew up actually playing baseball. I mean, I was just you know I was a sports nut. Uh, I've always loved college basketball. Never thought I would end up at St. Mary's. Actually. Zag fans, if this makes you like me any better, in high school, and I hope this doesn't get back to St. Mary's, but in high school, I did own a Gonzaga t-shirt. Did you? uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, man, you can't deny the fact that that bulldog head is sweet. And that was, you know, I was class of 2004, so that's right when Gonzaga is starting to become a name program, right? Um, And uh, so, yeah, I owned a Gonzaga t-shirt. I hate I never. I hate when people confuse the Fresno State Bulldog with the Gonzaga Bulldog. Oh, dude, it's not even close. It's not even close not even close. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I, I was a baseball player in high school, ended up at St. Mary's college. Um, and honestly, like, I mean, St. Mary's college as the crow flies is probably the, the closest, uh, the, clo- the closest college to my, to the house I grew up in, uh, in, you know, in, in the Oakland kind of foothills. And, uh, where'd you grow up? but I never, where'd you, grow, where'd you grow up? I, uh, in Oakland in, in a neighborhood called Glenview. Glenview, okay. Uh, which is, if you're familiar with Oakland it, and you know where Montclair is, most people uh, who are familiar with Oakland know where Montclair is. Uh, it is the, it's the uh, neighborhood that's uh, just west of Montclair, so down the hill. Anyway, uh, so I, I never considered St. Mary's. I went to junior college for two years here in the Bay Area. And again, I mean, I was looking at schools in the WCC to play baseball, Portland, uh, USF, Never considered St. Mary's, um, but once I ended up there, you know, I, I understood what a special place it is, um, in my opinion. I mean, it's, it's small, man. It's only 2,500 kids. We were talking a little bit about this before you hit record, and, uh, man, I, I really loved it. I really loved it. So I always knew that, you know, I, I wanted to give this a try, give broadcasting a try. So uh, St. Mary's being the type of community that it is, uh, I was just able to walk into the athletic department and say, hey. I've always wanted to try this. Let me know what I have to do to call baseball games in the spring. So they put me on volleyball PA. This first. is at what point? Have you, did you just graduate? Did you leave? First year out of college. Yeah. Okay. First year out of college. So they put me on volleyball PA. Then I was doing, I was helping with, the, I was doing like color for the women's basketball team. The next year I got the women's basketball 
full-time because the guy that was doing it graduated, not getting paid at this point. And uh, at that point, it was kind of right place, right time. The guy who was doing the Gales for, I think, 12 or 15 years, Mike Bouvet, him and his family relocated to New Orleans. And they, you know, I, I you know, put my name in for it and I got it. Uh, and here I am, like, you know, 27 years old and maybe even younger, maybe in 26. Now, let's see, I'm in my ninth year, 25. Um, You're in your I'm ninth doing, year? Yeah. Good yeah, Lord. My, my first year was Delhi's senior year. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so here I am 25 years old. I'm calling games for a top 25 caliber team, you know, wild. And I always kind of felt like it was a hobby. Uh, and you know, I, you know, the itch got bigger and bigger and, you know, I want to do more than just basketball season. So I was working a corporate job for like seven years. And, uh, I guess the biggest blessing in my career came when I got laid off of that job. Uh, our company went through some downsizing and they laid me off. So I took a, a paid internship, came through a connection that has nothing to do with baseball or broadcasting in general. Uh, literally a family friend who I grew up with uh, of the A's director of broadcasting. So I took a paid internship basically as a broadcast assistant in the A's radio booth. And they, they knew my background. And by the end of the year, I'd hosted like three or four pregame shows on, on the radio for the A's. That was 2018, 2019. Ken, Cor- uh, you know, Ken, got- Cor- Ken Korak loves Petaluma, by the way. It's kind of really, yeah, he lived up there. Yeah, he, he lived up there. KTOB. Right, yeah. Exactly. That's so inside baseball, no pun intended. Our, our <laughs> audience is not going to appreciate that, but continue. Are, are you, Jack, are you an A's or a Giants guy? I'm an A's guy. You're an A's guy. Okay, uh-huh. so yeah, Korak's a legend. I mean, oh, he's yeah. like, I mean, I consider him a mentor now. But um, so, so 2019, I got like 2025, 2025. Um, pre and post game shows for the A's when, when Chris Townsend was filling in for Ken in the booth doing play by play. And uh, I, I also filled in for Zach Bayrudi, who's our buddy at Pacific. Uh, I filled in for Zach Bayrudi in the booth uh, with the Stockton ports for about 10 games or so. And then things, the wheels really started to turn in terms of like doing this year round over the past probably year or so when Zach took the Reno Aces job, which is triple A and the ports hired me. So I'm, I'm now the voice of the Stockton Ports. 2020 was actually supposed to be my first year. The Stockton Ports, by the way, are, uh, for those who don't know, single A in the Cal League for the Oakland A's. And I also got four spring training games with the A's uh, last season, which was, uh, you know, I, that was a big confidence boost for me. Sure, but, sure. You know, three years ago, I was nobody. I was just doing St. Mary's basketball games on the, on the internet, you know. Um, and, uh, and to be able to do A's spring training games like a dream come true. And uh, so, yeah, that's where we are today. Right on. Well, congratulations on the uh, the ascending career. Uh, I think our pleasantries are done. Let's uh, <laughs> let's stop beating around the bush. How big of an asshole is Randy Bennett? <laughs> <laughs> I love Randy Bennett. Um, I I can I guess I can understand uh, how on on first glance, you know, I think well, it's I the mean, blow. Really- it's, it's 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 the blow buys that really that really affects uh, our disdain for Randy Bennett. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I think that um, I think that, that the relationship between Mark few and Randy Bennett runs much deeper than that. Obviously, you know, it's not like they hate each other and they're, you know, giving each other a middle finger as they, and Randy Bennett's giving them a middle finger. I honestly, this is my take. Randy Bennett is such a basketball rat and is such a competitive dude. Like all these guys are that, in that moment, in my opinion, like I, I think the game is what's on his mind. I, I really don't think he's intending to do that. 
Can, tell, me a little bit, tell me a little bit more about the middle finger. No, what I'm saying is I can understand. <laughs> I thought you had a story. I thought you had like a story when you when you. No, no, no. What, I, what I'm saying is I can understand when you see yeah. that on TV without context and under, you know understanding who these guys are. That it looks like a middle finger. I can I can I can understand that, but uh, I don't think that's it at all. I, I know how much respect Randy Bennett has for the Gonzaga program. What Mark Few built up there. I, I know that you know his he acknowledges as does everybody at St. Mary's that St. Mary's wouldn't be what St. Mary's is without Gonzaga being what Gonzaga is um at the same level right i mean uh St. Mary's has built what they've built uh because they're they're chasing Gonzaga you know uh and there's a there's a there's an acknowledgement of that in Moraga there's no doubt about that um but I, I, I just think he's a fierce competitor, man. And he, he literally eats, sleeps, and, and lives basketball. And when, I'm telling you, the, the blow-by, I know it looks bad. But in that moment, I, I, I know what's going through his mind. And he's just reliving every single possession uh, in the game. Nine years, what was the most heartbreaking loss you've experienced on the call? <sighs> when, you, when, you thought, when, you, when you thought for sure we're taking Gonzaga down this round. Oh, against Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe that's just me being being full you of myself. What? I was just assuming it was against Gonzaga. Yeah, you know what? Uh, a lot of St. Mary's losses against Gonzaga haven't been all that close, uh, if we're being honest. Like I was there um, last year. I was in I was in Moraga last year. You were in Moraga last year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was one where I, I didn't see that game going like that. Honestly, no, I don't think anybody I thought, did. I thought for sure St. Mary's would at least cover the spread, you know. But I I'll, I'll give it to Gonzaga for sure. I mean, you know. It's and this is where it's a little tough being St. Mary's too. Is that I feel like Gonzaga, they get up for the St. Mary's game. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but no, that's what no, it you're feels absolutely like right. To me. You're absolutely right. Um, and uh, you know when you're St. Mary's and you're staring down the pike at what Gonzaga's become now, where they're bringing in top 100 recruits, top 50 recruits nationally every single year. That's tough. I mean, that that is tough. You know. Um, now I. I Credit where credit is due. The, I mean, the you know the Gales have had just as much success against Gonzaga as anyone else has had. And it's, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's you it's guys what, five, four and twelve. Yeah, four and twelve over the last handful of years. But the only team that has beaten Gonzaga when it matters is St. Mary's. Sure, uh, there's no disputing that, right? Uh, in the WCC, in right? the WCC, we're, we're BYU, the WCC. BYU had that stretch of beating us on Senior Night like three straight years, which was sure just outrageous. But yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a reason that Zag fans hate. St. Mary's and it's because you're probably the biggest threat. Yeah. I mean, historically, um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, three, I think it's three WCC tournament title wins over Gonzaga. Now, I mean, Gonzaga and Gonzaga has controlled that thing. Right. Obviously. Um, but since I think it's 2008, St. Mary's is the only other team to have won a WCC tournament title. And I think that's kind of where the rivalry comes from. I mean, there, like you said, there have been wins, uh, you know, in Spokane, a couple of wins in Spokane, the Jock Landale team, you know, the Joe Rahan teams. Um, and, and, you know, that certainly feeds fuel to the fire, but it means more in the in the West Coast Conference tournament, right? When you're playing for all the marbles. Sure, sure. So most heartbreaking loss to Gonzaga. Um, you know what? I'm just going to go the whole 2017 season because I felt like, in my time, in my nine years at St. Mary's, that's the best the Gales have been. They, oh, they were and you just happened to run with, up against the buzz. Exactly. Off. And, yeah. you know, Williams Goss and Karnowski and uh, I'm missing a bunch of guys. But I, I, I really felt like St. Mary's was a legit top 20 team. 
and I felt like the Gales were actually underseeded in the NCAA tournament as a seven. I thought they deserved a higher seed than that. I mean, I think that was the year that three of their four losses came against Gonzaga, who was the number one team in the country and should have won the national title, really, uh, you know, in that game against North Carolina. Um, so I would say that because I really felt like St. Mary's, given the right draw, could have been like an elite eight type of team. Um, and they had Arizona. I mean, they, they were – I think they were up 10 – closing on halftime against Arizona. Yep. So they didn't really have them, but they, that, that was like Tanner Krebs had a three for the tie at 30 seconds left. They win that game. They play Xavier. And I thought they would have beaten Xavier. And then it would have been the fourth matchup of the year between St. Mary's and Gonzaga with a trip to the final four on the line. So I, I would say all of 2017, because <laughs> I felt like that was St. Mary's best team, but none of those games were really close. Do you like doing games in uh, Spokane? I love it, man. Yeah, I, I love it. Can I mean, you can, can you like not hear yourself speak at points, kind of thing? Um, you know what? I, I I will actually say that the decibel level to me is louder in Moraga because that gym is so small. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's nowhere for the sound to go. But in terms of atmosphere, man, no one does it better than Gonzaga. Who um, who is your favorite fellow voice in the WCC? <laughs> I got to say, Huddy, right? There he is. I think you do. There he is. Connecting the audio. Unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, hey, 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 give me a second. I I could have done it with video. I wasn't sure uh, what you guys needed to do. Hey, give me a second. How are you, man? Why aren't you sitting on the couch next to me drinking a beer? I should be, but uh, instead I'm uh, standing in the Seattle airport uh, making my way towards you. (laughs) All right. This is is worlds colliding. Of course. Hey, uh, hey. Go ahead. Are you in the waiting room listening to this whole thing? No, I, I no, I was not. I'm just hearing it uh, right now. So, um, yeah. L- hey, let let me let me do the video call. You guys, give me a second. Continue talking, and uh, I'll, I'll call you right back. Hold on. Okay. Right, okay. Right, okay, right. okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah I honestly, I I think uh, we're all pretty lucky in the WCC in terms of radio broadcasters. I think we have a really good group. Uh, you know, obviously, Huddy is is fun to go out and get beers with. Zach Beirudi of Pacific is one of my best friends. Um, you know, a bunch of these guys, man, Jack Cronin at UC at uh, university of San Diego. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's fun to, it, it, that's why I love the WCC tournament is because all of us are in the same place and how do you can speak to this, but all of us are in the same place. We're in Vegas. Like it's just, it's just, it's a great time. But I think we're lucky, Huddy, right? I mean, we got a pretty good group of broadcasters in the WCC. Yeah. Yeah, we do actually. Hey, it's uh, good to see. I'm following protocols hey, here. I'm all masked up standing in the airport. Yeah, actually, Alex, we do. It is. It's pretty awesome. And, and, you know, the fun thing is that, you know, now we're getting to a point. I mean, I'm an old man in the league, obviously. But, uh, you know, now we're starting to see quite a few guys that have been around for a while, which I think is really cool. Right. I mean, obviously, I didn't see Al last night. Pepper and I didn't uh, he didn't make the trip. But what Al's got 36 years under his belt. But I think all the way down the line, I mean, you know, at every school you go to now, you, you see guys and they're, they're good guys and they've been around for a while and know the league. So, yeah, we're, we're really fortunate. It's been uh uh, it's been a great run here over the last what I'm, I'm trying to think the, the last change i mean it's been a handful of years but for the most part everybody's been in place for i don't know six seven eight plus years so that's pretty cool i think uh i think jesse and i at, at lmu are the newest guys you know um and I, i'm on year nine i think jesse started the same year i mean zach came into the league a little bit later mm-hmm. um but he, he's been a pacific for 12 15 years something like that yeah yeah, no, it is. It's it's pretty incredible. It's it's a lot of fun, uh, you know, and it's fun to see familiar faces, you know, and, and know guys that know totally. the teams, know the leagues, and know the history. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Hey guys, just just for your guys' pleasure, I, I found the one spot in SeaTac where I was standing right underneath a speaker. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Wait, you're not lying. <laughs> to you us. can stay there. Maybe we could interview the uh, the lady at the at the kiosk. 
If you yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go get her here in just a second if you want. <laughs> Huddy, I was talking to Alex about this. I think I'm, I was skeptical having him on because I don't want all of a sudden our listeners to think that we've gone soft when it comes to the deals. So obviously you guys are good buddies. That's great for everybody. But I want to get a little, I want to get into the book a little bit here. I'll have Alex go first. Alex, can you name back even to your time as a student at and obviously the past decade, and also last thing, your least favorite Gonzaga basketball player. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I wish Rob was on here. It's not him. Huddy, I'm muting you for just a second. Okay. <laughs> you know who I'm going to have to say? This is, I mean, he's, he's a great player. I'm going to have to say Josh Perkins. Josh Perkins, your least favorite Zag of all time. And I, honestly, it's hard hating Gonzaga because I feel like there's a lot of like the only reason I don't like Gonzaga is because I'm a Gale, you know, but I feel like the Zags have had a lot of likable guys over the years like that. You can't hate Nigel Williams Goss, like no. Shemek Karnowski, like you can't hate these guys. Uh, even like Adam Morrison, man, like I, I've been lucky enough to get to know Adam, you know, the last few years since he's been working with Huddy. He's a great dude, you know, so I'll say Josh Perkins because. You know, I mean, he's probably the guy that that talks the most trash over yep. the last few years, and he was a great player. He could back it up, right? That's 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 kind of where. So I'll say Perkins just because I don't have a better answer. I have a ton of respect for Josh Perkins as a basketball player, and I know the trash talk is is part of it. I mean, obviously, and we'll probably get into this a little bit later. We've got a history of trash talking guys at St. Mary's as well. Uh, starting with big big number 50 right uh but um yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and say josh perkins because he's a great player and uh man could he back up you know what looked like to me uh a, a pretty good trash talking game on the floor Huddy, same question but on the st mary's side do i do we i think we all know the answer well, you know what? So that's the, the easy one is big number 50, right? I mean, so far, <laughs> Sam Han, who was the most hated man in Spokane, supposedly. But I'm going to go way back machine uh, to when Mo was playing. And how about Daniel Kickert? Uh, Daniel Kickert was the guy who uh, he had a little bit of he had a little bit of junk to him. And uh, Alex, I don't know if you saw him play. I, I don't remember if you were in school at that point, but no. uh, he was um, he was right there. I, I mean, Daniel was Kickert. It? If if Omar was one A, then I think Kickert was was one B. And and the, the thing that I think you know, like Alex was saying, you know, with so many of the guys, you know, it's that they're good players. Right. And, and so part of it, I mean, hey, if you're a jerk and you're sitting at the end of the bench, who cares? Right. If you're a jerk and you're scoring three points a game, ah, whatever. You know, it's, it's the fact that those guys were both uh, really good. I mean, Kicker was there right when St. Mary's got going. And then obviously Sam Han, he brought it to a new level. And that was actually kind of fun back then. Right. Because you could still talk trash and it was yeah. in the newspaper and it was maybe kind of on the local news. And so it was stirred up a little bit, but it wasn't this completely over the top. You know, now in social media, could you imagine? I mean, if somebody from, you know, St. Mary's were to say something about a player from Gonzaga, I mean, everybody would lose their collective minds instead of just, mm -hmm. you know, getting a, a, a joke, you know, and, and, and a good laugh out of it. So I, I think those were kind of fun times. You know, the, the thing with kicker, you know, that they went back and forth a little bit was hilarious. And then obviously Sam Han just, I, I think he was a, a perfect like foil, right? I mean, and, and totally. both those guys coming up, and especially with, with Sam Han, that was right when the rivalry was really getting going, right? Because Gonzaga had been establishing itself. And then all of a sudden St. Mary's was, you know, starting to come up and knock on the door. And so, I think it came at a perfect time, you know, so that there was some hatred and there was a way to, to build up the rivalry. You know, I remember Coach, was it Rob? I think it was Rob or maybe even Kevin Pangos. I think Rob started it. And then I think Kevin kind of backed it up. You know, it's like, hey, we don't yeah. like St. Mary's. We hate St. Mary's. And then I, I think Kevin was asked a, a little bit later and he just kind of nodded, you know, and just kind of gave it the head. So, yeah, I, I think Sam Man was a perfect guy to come along as St. Mary's was coming up because that really helped build up the rivalry. But 
Kickert was a uh, was a son of a gun too. I'll, I'll tell you guys that. That's uh, that's for sure. <laughs> now, if this tell me what you think about this, tell me. Sorry, Jack. Tell me what you guys think about this. I feel like the moment that this became a a like a like a real heated rivalry, and that's why I, I kind of wish Rob was here. Hopefully, I hopefully he gets a kick out of this. But I I think the moment that this became a real rivalry was that 2010 title game. Uh, when you know Rob and Omar cross paths, going into a timeout, started oh, no. talking junk. But then the fact that you know, because Gonzaga hadn't had a challenger yet, so the yeah. fact that St. Mary's won that game in with that exchange, I, I thought that's when this really became the rivalry on the West Coast. I agree yeah, totally. I was, yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think that was a, a big part, and you know, it was still back in the day too where. You know, and I think people forget a lot of times, you know, Gonzaga and what the, the Zags have been able to do. You know, you look at this last four or five years. Well, you know, you get to the end of December, you're like, okay, the Zags have some nice wins. They're going to get into the tournament regardless of what happens to the WCC. Right. Well, back then, you were still fighting for stuff. You, you know, when you look at 08 and you look at 9 and 10 and even 11 specifically, you know, those were times where you were kind of looking at it. And, you know, the WCC wasn't getting at-large teams into the NCAA tournament. So I think some of those those matchups in those games were so big because because they meant so much, you know, if, if Gonzaga could beat St. Mary's when, you know, both teams were, you know, were ranked uh, all of a sudden that was a really good win where, right. you know, in, in this day and age, you know, if the Zags slip once or twice, they're still getting into the tournament, you know, but back then, I mean, all those games were so important. And I think that was a big part of it too. Alex and Tom, if these were uh, normal years, if this was a normal year, where would you guys be getting beers tonight in the East Bay? True, man, probably the Renaissance, right? Howdy. Yeah, yeah, we'd we'd have to have, do that at the uh, at the hotel, and then I'd uh, lean on your uh, experience after that. You took us to to one of my kind of spots last time we were in town. I think we went to that little uh, Artie's. Yeah, there you go, Artie's. See, that sounds like Artie's. I'd like to go. You know what? That's for for football fans. That is a big De La Salle uh, Spartans. Like all the coaches go there and hang out after because it's right down the street from De La Salle, where I think Gonzaga does shootarounds uh, yep. day of the game. I'm pretty sure. I've been conquered. Uh, yeah, it's right. You know, it's right on the border of Walnut Creek and Concord. But okay. it's a night. It's a great little dive, man. They've got darts. They've. Got, I mean, it's like it's like the type of place where it's like, you know, people go up to the bar and they're like, all the all the usual. And yep. you know, the bartender turns around. It's, it, you know, it's just like a little neighborhood bar. It's great. Tom, I don't want to keep it's, you. It's like my old pear tree, Jack. I don't know if you remember the pear tree up on the South Hill that's gone now. It's the Manitou Tap House, but it's very similar to the pear tree. Ask oh, my wife about that. My favorite bar of all time. <laughs> And uh, it's it's no longer there. Speaking <laughs> of uh, speaking of South Hill, you survived uh, you survived hey, storm fest hey, twenty twenty one wind. You, fest? you know what? I I never travel in a hat. So I always get up to take a shower in the morning. But uh, my house is still without power. Yeah. So uh, oh we're down gosh. to about sixty degrees in the house. I've got a propane heater that we're kind of running. Uh, my kids have been out of school for three days. So yeah, I got up this morning. I hopped out of bed at you know six fifteen, and it was freezing. I was like, "There's no way in the world I'm getting in that cold shower again." I had to do it yesterday to, for the for the pep game, and so I was like, "Nope." So just uh, yeah, we're we were supposed to get our power back on Sunday, uh, but just got a notice that uh, Friday night. So hopefully, uh, it, it's coming back here pretty soon. This is the second time the, the last windstorm, you know, the one that happened in two thousand fifteen. The day after that, I went to the Bahamas, and my wife and my two very young children were left behind. Uh, she still blames me for the windstorm. Somehow I caused that, uh, and, and, I, and I purposefully chose to do it when we were going to be in the Bahamas. So that, that's a, a running joke. And now here we are again. We have a windstorm. We're without power, and uh, I'm on the road headed down to Moraga. So the great Kate Hudson. Now, are you are you solo right now? Does Adam fly private? Is that what's going on? You're the, no, you're you know, the what? I'm going solo on the road. 
Oh, so okay. Games, Adam's not I'm, traveling. I'm doing by myself this year. Yeah, at least Got for it. you know the time being, and then you know hopefully as we move towards postseason that can change. But it's you know it's strange, man. I mean, we're out. We were just in Portland last week, and I, I've told a couple people. You know, I went straight from the airport to the hotel, had room service. You know, went downstairs to the game a day, did a, a couple of quick interviews with the coaches, uh, grabbed some breakfast uh, from room service, went to the game. Nobody was there. Obviously, there was no crowd noise piped in, so I was a little different. And then went back to the hotel, grabbed room service again, and then headed on home. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot different, Jack. I mean, traveling alone, obviously, and working alone. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a different world out here this year for sure. Now, I know in Spokane you're off the floor a little bit, so it gives you the yeah. freedom to talk without the players actually hearing you. Alex, are you guys removed yes. from the floor a little bit now, or is it Yeah, awkward? we're we're up uh, concourse level, so, okay. you know, I mean, it's not very high in Moraga, but uh, actually it's a pretty good vantage point, Huddy. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, you know, it's not quite like being on the floor. You can't see all the grabbing and some little stuff that happens, but I think you can see the lines a little bit better. I think the vantage point is pretty good. Speak, yeah, speak yeah. A, go ahead, Tom. No, no, I was going to say, you know, back uh, in the day before you started, Alex, we were up there for a couple of years. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Back then when you had, you know, 3,800 people crammed in there and, uh, you know, they, they used That's to have the no baskets, go. you know, that, that cranked down and they were actually, yeah. both of them blocked the scoreboard. So you couldn't really see what the score was. And then there are people sitting right in front of you and they're jumping up and it's, it's what makes going to Moraga for the Gonzaga game so cool, I think. And that's what's going to be so strange about uh, Saturday is, is the fact that, you know, there are going to be no fans there. I mean, this is one of our favorite yes. places to go for as much as, as Zag fans hate, you know, St. Mary's and all of that. I mean, the fact that you're in there and, you know, a few years ago, we had somebody run down in the huddle during the timeout and just start screaming at Coach Few. You know, I mean, there's it, it's a it, it's a fun, raucous place. So it, it's going to be strange. But yeah, I was up there a few years ago and I think the sight lines have improved for sure. And I know it won't be as hot. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it. You know, when I was upstairs at the Child Center, a few rows from the, the top of the building, they weren't piping any crowd noise, and uh, you could hear the coaches. I mean, talking to the officials, you yeah, talking so to the players. Awkward. It's so weird. Yeah, you, you could hear them. I mean, as a matter of fact, Coach Few told me that he could hear the TV broadcasters who were a few rows in front of me. Like, while guys were shooting free throws, he could hear them talking about the kid that was shooting the free throws. So Bizarre. Uh, that's yeah, so weird. Very bizarre. <laughs> they didn't pipe in crowd noise? No. No crowd wow. noise there. And I, I talked to Lorenzo Romar last night for a minute, and I think he said Pepperdine isn't doing it either. And that was our first mm. game. You know, even when we were in Indianapolis, you know, it was the NBA arena, so they had some stuff going on. So you felt like, you know, there was at least a little bit of noise going on. But, yeah, it was absolutely silent. It was uh, – it it's was weird, strange. Man. We've been complaining about the piped-in crowd noise a little bit, but then I told him, I said, hey, it's worth, yeah. uh, the alternative is not a good one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hudson, uh, two more questions for you. First, Absolutely. if I gave you two ad- – if you gave me two adjectives to describe Randy Bennett, what would they be? Huh. Let's see. Um, two adjectives. Do they have to be one-word adjectives? <laughs> uh, you can get creative. You can toss some hyphens in there. No, hey, I'm going to say, I, I mean, great coach. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, what, what he's been able to do over the years, uh, and I was just talking to somebody this last night, we were watching the, the BYU game, uh, and, you know, just to be Don't able to consistently me. win basketball games. And, uh, yeah, the last 10 minutes wasn't uh, necessarily oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> indicative of what St. Mary's has been. But, uh, yeah, I, I think just, just a, a great coach. And, uh, you know, and I think a great competitor, you know, and I think by, you know, Gonzaga fans have been bent out of shape a few times where he's kind of blown by in the handshake line and, and been frustrated. I, I think it's because he is a pretty competitive guy. And I will say this, and, and Jack, I've made this public, so it's okay to, to repeat, I think. You know, my dad actually graduated from St. Mary's. I mean, if you want to talk about kind of small world stuff. So I've, I've got a little, uh, you know, a little soft spot. I mean, you talk about small world. I grew up in, in Houston, Texas, and somehow I'm, I'm going back to where my dad went to college and actually really close to where my mom and dad got married. You know, a lot of my family is still uh, in that area. So, 
Uh, you know, I had a chance at the WCC Media Days one uh, one year to, to talk to Randy, and I kind of broke him down a little bit. He saw my Gonzaga stuff, and he was he was a little edgy. He was kind of you know not wanting to talk a whole lot. And then we finished, and I I kind of joked with him, and we got to talking and uh, and had a nice conversation. So uh, Alex, it seems like under that that prickly demeanor, there's uh, there's a good guy underneath there. <laughs> oh, Tom Hudson reaching across the aisle. I appreciate it. Final question. Final question, Huddy. I know you got to get on uh, get on the plane. Uh, final score prediction for Saturday night. Oh boy! Be easy, Tom. Be easy. Here's the here's the tricky part about this. And Mo and I were talking this last night after the game. You know, we didn't feel like we were playing really well against Pepperdine on Thursday night. And then you look up and we shot 53% from the field. We scored 95 points, you know, and that's with 18 turnovers. You know, I mean, we turn over more than we have all year. Um, this team just gets the ball and goes and they, they score. It, it's such an efficient clip. I, I mean, I know St. Mary's going to want to slow it down, but I mean, I think the Zags get to, you know, 85, I, I'm guessing I'm going to give you an 85 to 60. How about that? We'll, we'll go with that, Jack. And, uh, 85, 60. Give that a whirl. Cause I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to be able to get the ball up and down the floor a little bit. Like I said, I know, you know, St. Mary's will slow it down. And, and let's all remember, uh, we probably had the same prediction for that uh, tournament game in Vegas a few years ago where uh, the Gales just shut us down and we only scored 47. So, uh, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm sure they're trying to figure something out, but we'll go with that 25 point win. Tom Hudson. One of the greatest right, of the Zags. Hey, we appreciate your time, buddy. All right. Hey, absolutely. It's great talking to you. And again, uh, next time we do this from SeaTac, I'll uh, get away. From <laughs> this is Everywhere basically I look, a four-person interview. And I just land underneath the speaker. <laughs> Sounds All good, right, I'll see you soon. Have a safe flight. All right, see you guys. See you tomorrow, Eddie. The great Tom Hudson. I almost said the late great Tom Hudson, as if he was dead. That would have been bad. I don't know if you, do you listen to the Levitard show at all? I do. Yeah, man, would, it would have been a, like a Levitard thing where you killed him. That's a $50 fine when you kill somebody. Yeah, $50, $50 fine, yeah. So, uh, Alex, in this industry, it's all about your gigs, right? You know, all the successful guys have like six, seven gigs. It feels like this is one, no matter what happens, you're going to want to hold on to for a while, right? You can make it work in yeah. your schedule. Yeah. I, I mean, I can make it work in my schedule. I mean, it's just, um, you know, I got to make a living too. So that's, that's yeah. part of it as well. <laughs> you know, I've been able to, to do it now for uh, nine years. Uh, granted, most of that time, again, was with a, a corporate job on the side. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as long as I can, it'd be great to do. I mean, um, you know, I think uh, in baseball, I think I, I like where I'm at right now. And those two seasons match up perfectly, uh -huh. honestly. Um, and, you know, getting to do games for my alma mater, man. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, there's, there's nothing better than that because like you really have a dog in the fight, you know? So yeah, I think I'd want to hold on to this job for as long as I can. I mean, obviously anything can happen if, you know, North Carolina comes calling, then maybe we have to rethink things yeah, a little sure. bit, but uh, you know, I, I mean, yeah, no, I, it's, it's just, like I said, do, being able to do games for my alma mater is, uh, is really special. And I, and I've, I've also grown so close with the staff and, you know, Randy Bennett, all the assistant coaches and just everybody at St. Mary's. I, I just, I believe it's a special place. Huddy talked about it a little bit, but uh, last night against BYU did not go as planned for, for the Gales. What, what do you think the ceiling is as far as expectations are for, for St. Mary's this year? And you know what? Um, a month ago, I would have said the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they went two and one in that crossover classic with a couple of pretty good wins. They beat Northern Iowa when they were healthy uh, they pounded South Dakota State, who's a good team. Um, but, you know, over the last month, uh, I, I actually wrote out some numbers before last night's game. And, and uh, I think the Alex Dukas injury has really hurt this team offensively. Um, 
they just, I mean, they, they, they don't have the same type of shooters on the floor right now that we're used to seeing St. Mary's have. Uh, but the last four games heading into last night, the Gales were 37% floor, 24% three. Um, and, you know, I mean, a good St. Mary's team, we're used to seeing close to 50 and 40. Sure. You know, and last night was right around that same clip. Now, I felt like last night was the best 30 minutes they've played since the Dukas injury. Uh, the first 30 minutes of that game, I really, they really were controlling that game nine minutes into the second half. They were 48 to 40. They were taking BYU out of all their stuff. BYU has nine threes a game. They were one for 10 last night. Uh, but, you know, I mean, right now, the, the, the issue with St. Mary's is that they'll have these scoreless droughts, man, where they just can't, they can't buy one there that they, they get decent shots. Um, but they just don't fall or, the, you know, they have some bad turnovers. The Santa Clara game was a perfect example of that. Uh, you know, they had seven points, I think, nine minutes into the first half. After that, they, you know, they, they scored a pretty good clip. Same thing last night. You know, I mean, they had 48 points with 11 minutes to go. They're on pace for probably 70 or more, uh, which for a team that plays as slow as St. Mary's is pretty good. Um, but then two points over the last 10 and a half minutes. And that's been that that's kind of been what it's looked like yeah. over the last month. Uh, really, Alex Dukas got hurt in that Colorado State game. And uh, I think St. Mary didn't score for like the last eight minutes, and they still won by 20. Now, they've been really good defensively. Uh, but, you know, without Dukas and his backup at the same position, Lemmett Bockler, uh, they, they're really lacking the, the ability right now to space the floor. And it's really affected Tommy Cousy. It's really affected Matthias Toss. Um, so that's kind of what they are right now offensively. Um, so you like the Zag, you, you like the Zags tomorrow night is what you're telling me. No comment. <laughs> hey, okay. Final question. And cause I go back and forth on this. I'm a big root for your conference guy in the tournament. Thanks. Do you find yourself pulling for Gonzaga in the tournament yeah. or would you? Okay. okay. I do. I do. Um, a lot of fans I, are, are, are very short-sighted when they want to see St. Mary's lose immediately. Like I'm not well, saying what, I want to see you guys win a national championship, but I definitely, I do. <laughs> but I, I don't mind seeing you guys make the second weekend. It, it yeah. Happen. And I think, you know what, I, the, this whole pandemic came at a really bad time for the WCC because you were looking at three teams, I think that had a chance to play in the second weekend. I mean, three single digit seeds for sure. BYU was going to be either a five or a six. I think St. Mary's was probably an eight, maybe a nine. Um, and if they got a decent matchup, if, if, if St. Mary's controls the tempo, right, especially in, uh, you know, with, with the personnel they had last year and their ability to score a little bit more, I, I really think they had a chance against anybody um, because if they control the tempo, I think they guard you pretty well. Maybe a team with some, with, with some bigs would have given the St. Mary's trouble last year because of lack of size. Um, but it came at a really bad time for the WCC because you're looking at a lot of units probably coming in. I mean, Gonzaga was – uh, you know, obviously a final four contender BYU given the right matchups could have breached the elite eight. I think some people are saying final four. I think that's a little bit, I think those people are getting maybe a little bit over their skis. Uh, and I thought St. Mary's had a chance to win one or two games, you know, and given the right matchups, who knows? Yeah. Once you get to the tournament, every team is so good. Um, but I'm a big root for your conference guy out of the league in the tournament, it's just, it's good for the league. And I really believe that the WCC has been undersold, especially the last three or four years when you have, you know, under Mark Pope, BYU has really taken another step. I think, I mean, um, you know, Dave Rose did a great job there, but I think by the, by his last few years, I think 
BYU had kind of maybe taken a little bit of a step back where I thought they were probably the, the rung below St. Mary's in terms of being third best in the league. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think the WCC has, has, I mean, listen, they, they've been top 10 in, in, you know, the league ratings, I, I don't like Ken Palm or whatever. I really don't know. Uh, you know, the, the, I guess in the net, right. Does the net yeah. have like a league rating system? They've been top 10 for the last like three or four years. Offensively or yeah. overall? Oh, WCC has been. Oh, oh WCC, WCC, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. WCC yeah. has been a top ten league yeah. over the yeah. last five or six. Oh, years. without a doubt, yeah. And recently, I mean, I think they're. I think the WCC is now creeping into the top seven, six, seven. I mean, as as one of the leagues that's right there with probably the Mountain West and the A10. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would honestly put the top of the WCC, like okay. last year, anyone? I would put that over the Mountain West. Oh, I'd put it against anyone. Yeah, yeah. Gonzaga was as good as anybody in the country. Yeah, last season, right. Uh, BYU was, I think they were eight, they were a top 10 Ken Palm team. They were like top 15 in the net. And then, uh, you know, St. Mary's obviously had some quality wins. They beat Wisconsin, you know, uh, they beat it. They beat Arizona state by 40 in Phoenix. Um, that was a wild, that like, was such a bizarre game. Dude, that was crazy. Wait, and what's, was his awesome. na- what's his name had like 40 points. Jordan Ford. No, no, no. It wasn't Jordan. It was an Arizona state guy. Oh, yeah. Alonzo Verge. He had 43. 43 points in a loss. 43 in a loss. In a loss by 40. <laughs> like, they scored 56 <laughs> points, I think. They lost by 40, and the guy had 43 points. That was, was remarkable. Real, that's one of the weirdest box scores you'll ever see. Yeah, ever I thought see. it was a mistake. I honestly thought it was a mistake. I thought Google yeah. or ESPN or whoever I was looking at had screwed it up. But then you look, but you look even below the top three teams. Like, Pepperdine's gotten a lot better. Colby Ross is one of the best players on the West Coast. Um, USF has is they built a program now. I don't yeah. think you know. I don't USF think it's any tough. secret. I think USF is, is a good team. They beat Virginia. They played with Gonzaga for 25, 30 minutes, which in the kennel, which is about as much as you can say for anybody right now. Um, so I really think the WCC runs a lot deeper than the top three, and from a national perspective, a lot deeper than just Gonzaga. And this narrative that Gonzaga doesn't play anybody because they play in the West Coast Conference is, are we allowed to swear? You can. It's horseshit. It's absolute horseshit. I mean, I I'm saw that t- rock chalk Jayhawk blog on Twitter. That what is that? What is that guy talking about? I mean, that's Gonzaga's what, getting home and homes with North Carolina. Are you, you kidding me? You swearing <laughs> is what we'll clip off and put on social to put this out there. We'll Perfect. T- Just t- yeah, play me t- saying horseshit over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> Alex Jensen, one final question. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga, it's no secret we're very good at international recruiting. How hurt and upset? Would St. Mary's fans be and the coaching staff be if we signed a couple of Australians? <laughs> Depends how would good that, they are. Would that be crossing a line if we all Depends of a sudden how that? good they are. <laughs> I don't understand. You guys have that continent locked up. It's like Yeah, you know, other other programs are starting to make inroads uh, in there too. So, WCC uh, schools, yeah. For WCC uh, we, schools. And the Randy Bennett coaching tree is growing quite a bit. I mean, Kyle Smith at Washington State, Rick Croy at Cal Baptist has signed quite a few Australians. St. Mary's only has two right now, and yeah. they've had which is, I think it's the least, that's the least amount in the last decade for sure, two Australians. And I, it's funny you asked me that because I, I actually had a conversation with our associate coach. I've been doing my pregame meeting, uh, my pregame coaches show over Zoom. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, we chat for a while beforehand, but, you know, I was asking him if they're still, uh, you know, if they're, if they're still recruiting Australia because, you know, there's only two, two guys right now. Yeah. And he said, of course. I mean, there are a lot of connections for St. Mary's in Australia. Marty Clark is the head of the NBA Global Academy down there. He was the former associate head coach for Randy Bennett. Adam Caporn is, uh, is the head coach at the Center of Excellence, which produced 
Delavadova, Patty Mills, you know, all the best Australians. He's the head coach there. He used to be an assistant coach at St. Mary's, and he was actually the first Australian uh, to play for St. Mary's back oh, in the right? early 2000s. And Kicker was his buddy. That's how Kicker ended up at St. Mary's. Yeah. St. Mary's, um, St. Mary's is a brand down in Australia. For as much as yeah, that's it's weird to consider. St. Mary's is is a notable program down in Australia, uh, thanks to no you know Patty Mills and Delvadova. Uh, I was yeah, down I mean, there. Those in, are go ahead. I was, I was there in 2015. My sister lives down there, and there was some kind of magazine on the coffee table that had Delhi on it, and Delhi was like in a suit. This is like during his Cavaliers run, and it was disgusting. And we used it for toilet paper. <laughs> we love Delhi, man. <laughs> He's out Jensen. Voice of the Gales, uh, how do the people follow you on social media, Alex? Uh, at Twitter a Jensen eighty six. That's J E N S E N. Uh, at a Jensen eighty six. Uh, I'm on Twitter. That, that's on Twitter. Instagram, I think, is the same thing. Uh, Instagram's pretty much a personal account for me, so I'm okay. I'm not very active there. Just to warn you, but you can follow me on Twitter. Um, listen, like I said earlier, I mean, obviously, you know, I have a dislike for the Gonzaga program because I'm a St. Mary's grad, but I have nothing but respect for Gonzaga uh gonzaga basketball what they've been able to do and it's been just i mean incredible I mean, they're gonzaga is a blue blood now um so you know i can i can be honest about that um and uh you know for saint mary's we'll see what happens tomorrow night but uh you know that's where the gales and everyone else in the in the wc is striving to get i love the rivalry i love the passion between the two programs and the fan bases and honestly i mean it's it's, it's fun having gonzaga get up for saint mary's you know i mean that's i think that says something about what the gales have been able to do Alex Jensen, I think we went by 30. Yeah. But, <laughs> no comment. No comment. Uh, here, here's, here's what I think. Uh, it, the Gales are really going to have to slow the pace down. Okay. Uh, now, I, it's harder to do against Gonzaga than anybody else. And I haven't seen the Zags in person. I've seen them on TV. But, man, especially I can just throw ahead, man. I mean, it's uh, – I'm teasing. We'll I'm teasing. I'm we'll teasing. See. But yeah, I really do. Thanks for your time. What, what's the spread? Do we know what the spread is? You know what? I was just looking when, when I was like texting Tom on the side there without trying to, without being too obvious to you. Uh, I, I get my spreads morning up. I don't get next day spreads. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would bet it's going to open at like 22, 25, somewhere I, around there. I would guess low 20s. Yeah. Just yeah. because it's there for whatever reason. Right. Gonzaga is only 500 against the spread. FYI. Well, the spread's been like 30, dude. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Alex. Thanks, Jack. From the corner, and it's over! Gonzaga, the slipper still fits! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.